This week's episode, I'm talking with Craig Sherry from Texas Pepper Jelly. I'm just going to tell y'all right now, you need to listen to this from the beginning all the way to the end because Craig comes up with a great idea as we go to sign off and y'all will want to know what we're going to be doing. Welcome to the Butcher Barbecue Podcast, world headquarters, Wellston, Oklahoma. The Butcher Turn Pitmaster, your host, David Bosca. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Butcher Barbecue Podcast. We have a friend of Butcher Barbecue, a friend of David Bosker. We have my friend, Craig Sherry, owner of Texas Pepper Jelly. Craig, say hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, David. How are you doing today? We're good. We're really good. Hey, I want to start off by prefacing by saying, folks, that they know Craig Sherry for the, being the entrepreneur and the maker of Texas Pepper Jelly. But what folks may not know, because some people are this way, they don't realize Craig actually started out cooking, didn't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Competition cook. It feels like for forever now, you know, it, it's it's been going on for about 15 years. 15 years. Where are you at right now? Where, where, where's Craig Sherry? As far as cooking or personally? But where, where do you live? Where are you sitting? Where, where's the home? I, you know, I, I I wanted to make myself comfortable, so I kicked back uh, to take this phone call. I'm down here in Houston, Texas. It's uh, balmy, probably 95 degrees out there and just <laughs> raining, so it's hot and muggy. And I took took a little time off from packing up these orders in these boxes so I could just sit down and maybe talk a little barbecue and visit with my buddy David. Man, we appreciate you taking the time out. I know how busy you are. I know how busy we can get, too. So tell us a little bit of the history of, of Craig Sherry and cooking. How did you get started cooking? Oh, David, I you know things happen for the strangest reasons. I, I got, I got cooking because I had the product. Uh, most people cook first and then come out with a product. I was kind of the opposite. I had been looking for a way to just make spending money, uh, something different. You know, we all have our, our jobs that we go do, uh, eight to five. And I wanted something a little bit more than that. And so I got to playing with, uh, various flavors of, of pepper jelly. And I liked the product, and it was fun to make it, and it was fun to try to sell it. So I was looking at, at, a, at a place or a market that I could target, and I happened to meet someone at the time who was doing a little competition cooking. So I went out to a competition or two and realized real quick that I thought I had a, an item that would be a, a niche. It, it wouldn't be for everybody but it would be for those that wanted to, to expand uh, their horizons or try something different. And that was to take the jelly and focus it uh, as an ingredient, not as a product, but as an ingredient. I wanted people to treat pepper jelly like salt and pepper, something they could put in with their other stuff to enhance or make it better. I didn't really... I didn't really have a thought other than that at the time. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry. No. Oh, you're good. You're good. That's really interesting. Um, thinking that you were, you were, how can I say this? Right. Getting into cooking world, not barbecue world, but the cooking world with an ingredient. That's, that's interesting. Cause all we've ever done myself and heck everybody else that's in the barbecue world, we take spice, we take a sauce, we take that, what we, we feel is 
grandma's favorite sauce or, or the family's old recipe, but you not only did you come up with the, the thought, you had to develop a category, didn't you? This was all new, wasn't it? What came to me early on, David, was if I'm going to push a product, I need to be using this product and showing people that it works. So I thought the only way to do that would be to compete. And it's been been a long time, but if you can remember back to when you first started, I think we all went through the same thing. It kind of hooks you. Uh, you go and, and it's, it's part camaraderie and it's part was like smart enough to buy the right products. And then another part of, can I put it all together so that the judges find it appealing and, and it was addictive. So the product is what pushed me to start cooking and the product worked. Uh, it didn't work for everybody. As you well know, you know, everybody has to find their own niche, but it worked well for a lot of people. So that's, that's how I got started cooking was by having something that I wanted to sell. And and that that's, that's almost backwards. Nowadays, you see all these people start cooking and then out comes the rubs or the seasonings or whatever else they're going to do. I just feel blessed that, that I, I went about it the way I did. That's what it's kind of like cooking. That's what worked for me. Well, okay. Let's take a half a step back. Tell people exactly what Texas pepper jelly is. I mean, it's jelly and it's made from Texas. Okay. What is it? Explain to the folks. <laughs> it, it's really nothing, nothing that's all that, uh, folks. It's, it's jelly. Uh, you can go to the store and buy jelly. You can buy it from Smuckers. You can buy it from, uh, Bama. You can buy it from any number of people who make it. It grape jelly, strawberry jelly. That's what I, I wanted to make, but I also wanted to make it with, a pepper in it to give it some of that back in heat because we all need a little jolt sometimes for breakfast. You know, it's good to have a biscuit with some jelly on it, but how about some biscuits or toast with jelly that has a pop to it? And that's what got, got me started. I learned early on and we can still see it today. You, you can see it out there. There's a lot of guys that make jelly and they make a habanero jelly or they make strictly a jalapeno jelly. And it's okay. Uh, most people make it so blasted hot, you can't eat it. You can't enjoy it. I mean, the people that say they do really still to this day kind of astound me. Why do you want something that's just literally hot? So my approach was to take that heat, cut it back, and try to blend it with a variety of things that you can't buy in the store. You can buy grape in the store. You can buy grape jelly. How many times have you ever seen pineapple jelly on the shelf? It's it's a homemade deal, great, but you can't just buy pineapple jelly over the counter readily in in so many places. So we we my theory was when we first started was to make it uh, a heat that you could enjoy. I felt like anybody could make hot. It took something special to make something that you could enjoy. Something more full-flavored than yeah. just spice. Yeah, than just spice. And then came the thought that you could then blend that, and sauce was the obvious place to start. I could buy somebody's sauce that I liked, but I could add my fruit or of, of choice mixed with these peppers, and give it a unique 
taste or blend. Now, that's one way to use it. Another way to use it would be to thin it down, heat it up, and, and just brush it direct. And we've done that many times, and, and it's really great um, because you, you're offering something different to the public and to the taste judges when we do competitions. And that's, that's where it started, was, was a chance to, um, there just wasn't a big market out there. Uh, I looked at the spice market and I looked at the sauce market and I thought, those are huge. How will they notice me there? So I just thought if I started with the jelly that um, I would have something kind of unique. And for the most part, I can say I've had, I've had a lot of years of, of pushing a product in the barbecue world that uh, a lot of people have taken advantage of, but I don't have a, a lot of competition uh, no, you don't. You competed. You competed yeah. for years. How many? How many jelly companies have jumped off in this and and went about it the way I went about it? I don't think it's very many. No, no, no. There's not a lot. Um, kind of brings up another train of thought. You almost developed a subcategory within barbecue when you did this. Well, I did, and, and I, did, I actually I, I took it a step further. After a couple of years of this, uh, what become abundantly apparent to me, and I'm going to say this at the risk of offending some of your audience and probably even offending you, and I'm not meaning to, but what I noticed, cooks overall are pretty lazy people. <laughs> no, I'm not saying. That's I'm not true, saying buddy. You are right is, on. I'm not I'm not saying everybody is, but let's just be honest. Cooks are a pretty lazy group of people. And they're always looking for an easier way. And, and I've heard the old saying, you know, cook smarter. That's, that, there's some truth to that. But as I sat around and thought about this, I had a product that was doing pretty well, but you have to, to heat it up to thin it down. Because as you know, it's kind of hard to just take jelly and spread it where it doesn't mess up your rub or, or anything like that. It, the more you can liquefy it, the easier it is to work with. And where I really feel like that I, I sometimes I pat myself on the back too much, but I, I'm just going to throw it out there. I feel like at the time, if you go back to 2008 or nine, I created a, a new product on the market. And not many people can say that. And I'm not going to sit here and say I was the only one or the very first one on the scale and getting it out to the, to the cooks and the public across the, 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 the competition world. When I brought rib candy to the market, there was no other competition. You either bought my product or you didn't use it or you made your own. And I'm sure a lot of cooks to some extent made their own. It wasn't up until goodness four or five years ago that i started seeing competition in the rib candy market from a few different people i find that very very flattering um i take great pride in my rib candy whether whether people use it or not whether they like it or not because i know what it's done to the face of barbecue competition across the united states i can't speak for all the states but i'll speak for texas it was a game changer. You you look at the top ten even today on any given weekend, 
and you're going to find a handful of guys with our products in the top 10. And you can't say that about all the products. Well, you ain't joking there. I absolutely get it. When we started cooking in 07, eh, okay, yeah, you'd heard of it here and there. You'd heard of it. But when your rib candy hit the market, that was the silent secret there for a while. It was like nobody wanted to talk about it, but everybody wanted it. And, yeah, you're right, right on. You're right on there. And and it, the, the, the concept came from these cooks being – being lazy and you know i say that kind of tongue-in-cheek i don't mean to really offend anybody but they they did they wanted something simpler something that was easier to use and that's what led me down this path if if i could make something that's pourable mixable and a variety of flavors why wouldn't they like it and it is it is it's a it's a great sense of pride for me um I'm not knocking any of my other competition in the business. Uh, and there's, there's dozens and dozens of companies out there now, uh, as you've seen come along the last few years where they have spices and sauces and things. And even though some are duplicating what I've done, it's not the same. It's, it's in the same category, but it's not the same quality. I feel like we offer there's cheaper products out there and, you know, that's admirable too. I've been told that I should lower my price to, uh, to accommodate the market. And I, I don't feel like I, I have anything to lower it for. I was here. I was here first. I was here a long time ago and it's a proven successful winner. Um, why, why should I go backwards? That's right. Let them, I, let them, catch, to let you them catch me. Thank you. Thank you. Let them catch me. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Uh, so you started out with jelly. It evolved to the glaze. What's next? What, what, what did you, well, I, okay. Let me take a step back. You said that the cooks were stupid. I disagree. I think you listened. Lazy, lazy, lazy. Oh, I did say stupid, didn't I? Oop, that's yeah, not what I meant said, to say. So you're going to get in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You said the cooks were lazy. I think what, I think a great description is, is that you listened to how they were applying it and you built a product that would make that easier. So with your definition, I think that's a great way of doing it. You, you just listen to the audience basically. Yes. All right. I've been accused of not listening to them many, many times on this (laughs) this one. I think I got it right. That's Uh, Yeah. You know, because, Honestly, if you've ever met a cook and been around a cook for more than five minutes, they'll give you their opinion. All you oh, all yeah. you have to do is is listen, and it's amazing what you can can pick up. That's right. I just thought of this. Who do you think was the first one that introduced us? You think it was Glenn? I was trying to remember. You know, was it? I, I I honestly I don't know. I don't know, David. Yeah, I, I, I want to. I want to think I almost introduced myself, but okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we've talked on the phone a few times. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember, was I selling your product on my website prior to us meeting, or did that happen after we met? I think it had to be after, so I'm pretty sure. It, yeah, It must have been. You know, here's what we're saying, if anybody's listening to us. We're both getting too old to remember all this crap. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you don't believe me, ask the wife. 
<laughs> yeah. No, it, it could have been Glenn. And for those who don't know who we're talking about, Glenn Jarrett lives uh, outside of the Houston area and has been a friend of, of mine since my very first cooking days back in 05. And David, I don't know when, when you first met Glenn. Glenn, Glenn doesn't cook anymore, comp-wise, but he, he's just a, a great friend to a lot of us, and, and we all used to cook together. Wasn't his team name, She Thinks My uh, Slabs, uh, what was it? She Thinks My Slabs Are Sexy. That's it, Slabs, okay. I was wanting to say yeah. ribs, but I was going, that ain't sounding right. Yep, that's it, She Thinks My Slabs Are and Sexy. Yep. If anybody ever know, or knew Glenn or knows Glenn, <laughs> Glenn was about as far from a six-pack of abs as, as you can go. And uh, he had that. You remember that logo he had on his trailer with that pig holding his shirt up, showing his mm-hmm. his stomach. Uh, Glenn, I can remember one year at the Royal. Glenn got the biggest kick out of standing beside that and pulling his shirt up, saying, "Look at that! Doesn't that look like me?" <laughs> and people, people just rolling on the ground. They'd stop and take pictures. And uh, he used to give me hell because I I had a product and a brand. And they'd walk right past my trailer to take a picture of his his logo on a six pack. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Uh, and he'd he'd just smile and he'd say, "See, they like me more than they do you." And I <laughs> it used to drive me nuts. <laughs> well, we 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 talked jelly, we talked glaze, and recently you know where we're going. You know where we're I going, know though. where it's going. I know. <laughs> I know. Let's 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 put this elephant in the middle of the room. All right. All right. Go let's, right let's ahead. Talk let's about it. it. You want me to do it? Yes. Go right ahead. Well, I, I love I love if you know me at all. I love to have a laugh and, and poke fun like most of us do. Uh, so after the success of Rib Candy and trying to figure out what I wanted to do next, I, I saw another potential market, and that market couldn't have been more crowded in the barbecue world it's probably i don't know it's safe to say a multi-billion dollar a year industry um and i thought well if they can do it i can do it i i want to see if i can make a barbecue sauce so i started working on a barbecue sauce and in my wanderings i i called several friends and picked their brain about barbecue sauce one of those friends with david with butcher barbecue <laughs> i'm sitting down david go ahead up. keep going if i get this wrong correct me please <laughs> um i called david up and i said david i got this idea for a new a new product of course david being the gentleman that he is and, and always courteous and friendly said let's hear it let's hear it I'll, I'll i'll be glad to help you out if i can or give you some advice and I said, David, I'm thinking about a barbecue sauce. And it just got real quiet. And <laughs> after a few minutes, David said, you know, you want to run from sauce about as far and fast away as you can. <laughs> now, that's how I remember it. Is that, is that very close? Or? That's, that's really close. I, I think the way I also tell it is I told him, just stay out of the sauce business. It's, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. And that's, that's. Yeah, because and I remember something about you telling me uh, even in your business, sauce was an up and down market. Yep. That there would be there would be times that you know you were glad you had sauce, and then there were a lot of times you, quite frankly, you told me at the time that if you didn't have sauce, you wouldn't miss it. That's right. 
I think it, it just rounds out the other products I have, but you know, if I got it, I got it. If I don't, I'm still going to do what I do. Right. I mean, let's be honest. How can we honestly hold our head up being in the barbecue competition? If we don't have a sauce. There was, there was some of that in my mind. I don't know about yours, but, uh, it felt like, you know, you need a sauce at some point. If you're going to be in this, you got to have a sauce. Like we don't have 10 billion sauces now. <laughs> okay. And, and tell, okay, go ahead. Tell everybody how well, has that paid off I, for you? Listening to me. Uh, never listen to David. If he, if you ask his opinion <laughs> and he tells you don't do something, go out and do it and buy stock in it because you're going to make a million. Um, <laughs> no, I haven't made a million, but I will tell you, I would tell you, I don't take no pleasure in it, but that'd be a lie. I do take a little pleasure in it. I ignore David and, and I come out with a sauce and for it's me, a, I'll, I'll say it. It's, it's been, been a, a huge hit. I'm not in Texas and we see it up here. It's been a good, you, good product for you. It's been a good product all across the United States. Um, I, are you friends with, uh, you're friends with everybody. I don't know why I should even ask this, but, uh, Chad, um, what is Chad's last name? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Whiskey Bent Barbecue. Oh, yeah. Yep. 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 Down in okay. yep, Florida. Yeah. Chad Chad did a, a, a radio show many years back. He hasn't done it in some time. But when I come out with my sauce, he had me on his show, and Chad said, I'm going to just put it, put it out there to the barbecue world. This is the next Blues Hog. Yep. Um, Chad was close. It's not... I, it's not it's not a blues hog as far as taste and and I I would not even compare myself to a blues hog in sales. Blues hog has been phenomenal as as we know across the barbecue competition world and the cooking world in general for years and will be for years to come. I made a pretty good mark for a first time sauce. It's been out I don't know how many years now, um, ten years. Would that be a safe guess? I'd have to go back and look it up. That's probably um, close because I can just tell y'all folks, and we're going to end that conversation by saying every time I talk to Craig, he always says, I'm glad I didn't listen to you. Well, do I do it all the time? <laughs> if not, if I if I missed one, it was only because I didn't think of it. <laughs> I, I say I say that folks for y'all listening. David's a dear friend and, and I, we love poking fun at each other and the guys, if you take yourself so serious that you can't laugh, you need to find something else to do. Boy, that right there could have been the end of the show. That's that's so true. That is so true. It is. You've done the sauce. It's done great. There's no doubt. Your marketing on it was was very good. You you went in slow. You did a good growth, and it has it has done its own thing now. It's its own beast. So what's next for for? Craig's Texas pepper jelly. What what are you thinking well, of next? Are you wanting to come out with a 30 minute sitcom for TV? Cause anything you're touching at this point has turned to gold. Well, thank you, David. That coming from you. That's very high praise. There's days I, I wonder if it's, if it's not more like copper or tin, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's been received well and I have been blessed, uh, with, with a good customer base and, and products that have been proven in competitions around the United States 
what's next for me is a slow departure. I don't know if I'll ever quit, and I haven't said this out loud where the world can hear it. Well, we'll just keep it between us, be, okay? Well, you know, no, don't keep it between us. Let's let them listen to it. What I think I'm going to do is, is be a slow departure from the competition world. I don't want to quit it. I, 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 I like it. I'm busy, and, and like, you know, we evolve as we, as we go along. And I need to focus more on the business. Uh, the business will keep me in competition. But rather than the, and you know well what I'm fixing to say, rather than the 35 or 40 competitions a year, uh, maybe drop back to a dozen. Uh, get out there once a month or so and, and visit with friends and push a little product and maybe get lucky and, and win a contest here and there. But I really, I want to focus on the business and and where I'm going with that is while I love the competition guys, there's just not enough of them. If a person really wants to make money, he he can't just keep focusing on the same small world. And we are a small world of competition cookers. When you compare us to how many guys grill in their backyard or for their family reunions or for their kids' graduation parties or or whatever they do, we're a small group. And my goal is to get my product out in front of the rest of the world. It's going to take time. It's a big world. It'll take a while. But um, to do that, I decided to jump into um, the rub business, seasonings. And, you know, uh, not because I didn't want to hear what you had to say, but I, I don't think I ever remember picking up the phone and asking you what you think about the, the rub business. And, and that was not a slight. It's just that I, I don't, I don't know that there is an answer. Uh, the rub business has got to be as big as sauce. Wouldn't you think? I think so. Yes. And let me ask you a quiz in your, your train of thought there. Are you thinking that if they see your rubs or try your rubs that, over time or eventually they might go, what is this on the website? What's this jelly stuff? What's this glaze? And they might try that also. Is that what you're kind of thinking to help grow? It is. Okay. It okay. is. Because if you have a variety of items, you, you know, well, like, like, uh, like you, they may come looking and find your sauce and then they ask, what's an injection. And so, you know, maybe they got to your site because of sauce, but they end up buying a couple of injections because of it. I think as an entrepreneur and a small business person, uh, and if I'm wrong, feel free to correct me. Even you on your website, aren't you always thinking about what's that one more thing they could put in their shopping cart? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, what can I do to I bring mean, that dollar ring up? Exactly. I mean, can I sell them a, a $5 thermometer? Can I sell them a, a cap, a ball cap? Can I sell them a t-shirt? I, I think, I think all of us on the web, we're no different than a brick and mortar store. Once they're in there, put something in front of them that, that maybe they'll buy. And so to answer your question, yeah, seasoning is just one more way to bring another sector of the people in. Maybe they'll buy that jar of jelly. Maybe they'll buy that rib candy. Whatever it takes to get them in there, that's that's my goal right now. Are um, you just out of curiosity, uh, inquisiting minds, and that's the way I work. You know, you done went down this rabbit hole, so I'm going to keep kicking dirt out of the rabbit hole. 
the name Texas Pepper Jelly, you've you've hung your hat there for a long time and it's done you very well. Your sauce was blended with the Texas Pepper Jelly in mind. Are you kind of leaning that way with the rubs too? Or is this going to be rubs as is we know it? And this is what I've used in competition. Or are you going to try to skew it back into the jelly world? You know, right now, uh, it, I've always fought branding. You know, when, you, when you're self-taught and you don't go to school for certain things, you don't see the big picture sometimes. And Texas Pepper Jelly was, was my first product. And that's what everybody said I need to call myself. Uh, I, I had a team name like everybody else back in the day. When I first started cooking, uh, I went by the name of Crap Shoot Barbecue. I feel like most days, even today, that's what a competition is, is a crap shoot. Because you never know what the, the judges are going to want on any given weekend. I had this product, this pepper jelly product, and people kept saying, you know, you're screwing up. You've got to be Texas Pepper Jelly. So I did. I become Texas Pepper Jelly. My, my website's texaspepperjelly.com. But when you start making other products, Rib candy is not jelly. Barbecue sauce isn't jelly. And so I, I had problems with it, and I felt like if I had problems with it, so would other people. But the flip side of that coin is um, try rebranding yourself. Sometimes that can be suicidal. You're, you're under an umbrella, uh, Butcher's Barbecue. Butcher's Barbecue is a huge umbrella and can cover a myriad of products. Texas pepper jelly, hmm, why would I go there? What does it cover? So that's been my my dilemma that's haunted me for years. And as time goes on, it becomes harder and harder to call yourself something else because they recognize you. What you may have noticed when the sauce came out was uh, a lot of people thought it was my ego, and that's really not the case, but it's called Craig's Sauce. I had this idea that if I could create a company Craig's, Craig's Barbecue Products, Craig's Pantry, something along that line, it would be a, a, a bigger umbrella to put all these products under. I'm still fighting it. After 15 years, I'm still trying to find myself and figure out the best way to go. You'll see on all my new seasonings, we have seven seasonings that have come out uh, in the last couple of months, and these seasonings are all called Craig's. Now, my Texas Pepper Jelly logo is on there, and you can see they're connected. But I'm, I'm hoping over the next 10 years or so that you'll eventually see more of a Craig's presence in branding or Craig's products as an umbrella over this. Will I be successful? Huh? Who knows? Do most people really care? As long as they can find you on the web, most people probably don't even notice this. Does that that kind of make any sense to you? Absolutely. That is a great lesson for everyone. So when you're considering or thinking of branding or selling or coming up with your grandma and grandpa's favorite sauce, rubs, whatever it is, widgets, that is something to consider. Even if you think it's going to stay small potatoes, but it might grow, man, there is things and I'm sitting here, my head's spinning, trying to think and, and, Things change. Names change. Um, gosh, they're, they're oh, just a complete blank. The the 
donut place that everybody knows, Dunkin' Donuts, but it's now DK. KFC right. used to well, be known as Kentucky KFC, Fried Chicken. Yeah, KFC comes to mind. Right. That's right. KFC. Uh, you know, in our world, I, I don't. If I call a name out, I'll be accused of showing favoritism or whatever, and I don't care. Well, it's anymore. my podcast. You but do I, what you want. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I have to commend someone like Heath Riles. Yep. It's Heath Riles Barbecue. Uh, I haven't looked at it close enough to know if that's a hundred percent, but you know what? It's it's Heath Riles Barbecue or Heath Riles Products. I'm not sure which, but he's not pigeonholed to a rub. And now I'm I'm going to feel embarrassed because I don't remember it, but it was like it was a black and white checkered flag, and it was winners winner something. Uh, yes. Now that you've mentioned that, was that Heath Riles? That shows you how much I pay pay yeah. attention. Uh, winner circle. Winners. And it was an inner circle with him and I believe a partner. They split, went yes. their own way. And he he was the brainchild with this stuff, and so he branded it. That's a great point. Good, good observation there. It is. And and you know, he's not the only one in our business, but we've also seen we've seen other people in our business uh come and go, you know, people come and go, you said it best while ago. You don't know if you're going to be small forever. If you're going to grow, uh, you have to, you have to think big. I really do believe that's important. And I, I believe that I learned that way too late or I wouldn't be called Texas pepper jelly. And, and it may be always, I, I can't give that domain up. I mean, everybody knows it now. It gets too much traffic. You know how hard it is to build a presence on the web. Oh yeah, um, we're we're going up against mega companies and and huge deep pockets. Uh, so we we fight for every toehold we can get. We don't want to give it up. But that answers the question. Some people have been, you know, some people may ask why Craig's versus Texas Pepper Jelly. We're all one big happy family here. Yeah, and like you said, we're trying to make a living at this. We we got house payments to make. We've got kids we've got spouses we're we're not going in and clocking in and uh, sweeping floors for someone else just there's nothing this is our passion you got to have you got to have a fire in your gut to keep it going there's just no two ways around it so we have to think of the little things you've been doing this long enough you've been doing this long enough do you are you ever surprised anymore at what time of the day or night or day of the week your phone rings no it's funny you mentioned that we call it and I, this is a fact we call it the walmart way people absolutely assume that we have answering services that nine o'clock on a sunday night they can call and ask a question i open arms and i appreciate it and i'll answer questions but i'll hang up and i'll look at the wife and go wow yeah. So, and I, as much as I love those customers and I respect them and I'm glad that I have built my business, I'm glad, let me, let me definitely folks listen to this. And Craig is exactly the same way. We're so glad that we built our business to where you're comfortable enough to give us a call. I am honored to answer every question and I'm glad that you feel that we can answer it. So so call us, email me, text me, do it however way you've always done it. But Monday mornings is when we turn on computers and start to work. We don't have 35 people in a warehouse 
fulfilling for us. We we do our own thing. So, do you feel the same I, way, I think, Craig? Yeah, I do. I think you're a little bit ahead of me, and uh, are, are a little larger in size as far as is business. I'm I'm still at that point, and I don't know how much longer I can continue this. But I'm at this point. It shocks people when I tell them I pack every order that comes through here. Yeah. There's no employee to yell at because I'm the one that screwed up when I messed up your order. Um, <laughs> I mean, it happens. But but guys, David's exactly right. And I'm going to assume what I'm going to tell you something that happens to me fairly often. And I'm going to assume because it, me, David, it happens to you as well. And if it does, I hope your reaction is the same as mine because it's one of the greatest feelings in the world. When a customer does call and you get through their issue, whatever it is, and then that clicks in their mind and they go, Craig, Craig, are you the owner? That's exactly yes, right. I am. Yes, I am. And it just, in almost every situation, all of a sudden, whatever was there is just gone. Craig answered the phone. Oh, my goodness. And sometimes it leads to other conversations or what about this? What about that? But it's always, you took the time out to answer my call. And that's a connection, David, we don't ever want to lose. I am humbled when that happens. Exactly. I like the way you said it, you worded it. We were traveling this last weekend. We stopped at a eating establishment. It was my wife, Martin, my mother, and myself. We stopped to eat. It was a burger joint. We got us a burger. We sit down, and I seen my brother go back up to the counter where they were getting food. His was the last one called, and I seen him talking to the guy, and he come back, and I says, everything okay? He said, yeah. He was just asking if we were the ones on the TV show. He thought that was us. Wow. Here we are. Not yeah. even it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very humbling that people recognize your name, your face, your, yeah, your everything. I agree, bud. And, and I, I, hopefully that folks don't feel that Craig and I are, are bashing on that. No, we are honored that you're buying our product. Number one, we appreciate the phone calls because we generally get to give you the right answer whenever you call. So with that being said, please call us when you feel that you got a problem or a better way to put it is when you got a problem, call David. If you just happy to call me, <laughs> I should have that smelt way, where this was way, going. Yeah, you should have saw that. I, that, that way, I could turn yeah. my complaints. I could turn my complaints department over to uh, Butcher's Barbecue. Yeah, yeah. I, I, now, yeah. It, it is, you, you know, the same thing happens to us at competitions. I'm sure. Uh, I am amazed at the number of people that come up to me and say they met me two years, four years, eight years ago, and they're still a customer and remind me of these conversations. I don't always remember them because there's just been too many people. Yep. It is always, it is always humbling to hear. Well, let me ask you this five, 10 minutes ago while we were talking, you'd said something and it stuck in my mind. What little crevice there is up there. You said that we're the small business. We're having to compete against these big boys, these, these conglomerates that have 
offices that do nothing but market offices that have nothing but Facebook and all the, that world. What is Craig Sherry doing to grow his new line of rubs? His, his, that, uh, how are you wanting to approach this? So you wanting to just first, obviously is going to be to run them right out to the stores you already have, but what are you wanting to do to grow, to do this? And do you feel that you're, narrow have you hurt yourself by making yourself still have to pack all these orders and not have time to grow how 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 are you trying to juggle this you business? know it it's tough and i don't know if i have a good answer for that it's i first off with no uh, i'm a high school graduate with some with some college but with no formal education like a marketing degree or, or a business administration degree to to pinpoint things. I've always done things kind of by the seat of my pants, my own way, uh, with one with one goal that not everybody has, uh, and that is to try to remain profitable and as debt free as possible. Um, I take it as a pride of uh, a source of pride that. I don't owe a lot of people. My product is paid for. Uh, I, I resell it and ship it out. That also limits growth. You know, if you're not willing to go into debt and, and borrow a good sum of money uh, to do some things, sometimes it takes forever to grow. And, and that's probably why I'm not larger than I am. Um, but it's what I know. It's what I feel comfortable with. And I keep telling myself, I've got Texas pepper jelly to a point in, in 15 years that few people or many people just dream of doing. They, that they couldn't do it or they wouldn't. I don't know what the case is. Uh, I've watched you grow your company and, and, um, you know, do it from the outside looking in, do it David's way. David has a vision and David's going to follow his vision. Expanding on that can, can get tough. Uh, and it's expensive. Let's be honest. I don't know uh, what your budget is and don't care. I'm not trying to pry that. Uh, but advertising, oh, my God, you can spend a small fortune on advertising. The key is to spend it, you know, where you hope you get your money back from it. Uh, what I'm doing to that end at the moment is we, as much as we may or may not like it, social media is here and it's here to stay. It appears. So I'm I'm trying to focus my energy there. Uh, I've recently hired a uh, social media company to help me with, with both my uh, uh, presence as well as advertising. And then they're kind of two different things. As you well know, we're focusing on Facebook and Instagram at the moment. YouTube will probably follow a cost effective advertising that the small guy can afford to do. I don't have Amazon's money. Uh, I don't, I don't have, uh, I pick on them cause they're the biggest and the easiest, but, um, these larger companies sometimes are, are hard to go up against. So I'm, I'm putting my, my resources at the moment, social media, always improving the website. If we can, we have a good, a good line of products. Now it's just a matter of getting them out there in front of people. Uh, I'm really wanting to focus on the backyard cook, the king of the cul-de-sac, as I call them sometimes. 
that's where our bread and butter is going to be in the future. And, and I would like to bring more of those people in. Am I doing it right? I don't know. Do I need to borrow money and get billboards and TV time and all that stuff? Maybe I do. I know this. I accomplished a lot by getting out there and rubbing elbows with the cook. I think the cooks respected me because I was cooking, I was having some success, and I was out there with them. But David, you know as well as I do, finding the time to get out there with them as we grow gets harder and harder every day. What I, what I may do is end up not shipping myself. I'm not a big fan of employees. Uh, I, I know you've got one, one employee that, uh, that works for you that I hope you're not killing him. Uh, tell Martin <laughs> I said hello, by the way. I will. Uh, it's, it's convenient when you, when you have family. We're not all blessed to have family that wants to, wants to help or work. Uh, I think I'm going to consider looking at fulfillment centers. Yep. Um, and move my product there so at least they can do the grunt work and I can focus on getting out in front of the people. Uh, I feel like if I could free up, you know, eight hours of shipping, that's eight hours that I could, you know, they're out there, find those TV shows or those advertising spots or something that are cost effective. That's, that's kind of where, where I would like to go next. I went that route for a couple of years and, and I'll tell you for the first couple months, that was the easiest job I ever had. I, I kicked back. I let them do their thing. I I'd hand key what I had to hand key, but it filtered directly from my site. They fulfilled it. And you know, I kind of liked not having to do anything every day. I mean, I kid you not. It was nice. Then I realized it took me a little bit and I realized I need to be using this time to grow my business. I need to use this time right. to call someone. Wow. Right. Hadn't really thought of that. Yeah. Right. I, I think it's the way to go. I mean, it's costly. It's not, it's not people think it's, 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 I don't know what they think sometimes like, why aren't you already doing it? Stupid. I hear that quite a bit. You should have did this years ago, but there, you know, it, it's it's not cheap. No, you have to figure no, out a way to to balance that cost. If you don't have enough sales, you're wasting money. Yeah, um, it's it's not a cheap avenue to go. Is it a good avenue? If it is your fit, it is. It is a good right. way. If it's your fit, right. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Are employees the way to go? Sure, an employee is worth his weight in gold if you get someone that's just halfway decent. If look it's at, someone you look can at, trust, that's the right, hardest look thing. At the one, you look at the ones you'll go through before you get there. They can, they can break you. So I don't, I don't know that employees, again, I read an article today. Amazon apparently has 840,000 employees. My goodness, what a headache that must be. Uh, but for their market, they have to have them. They couldn't do what they do without them. What's the old thing that we were taught as kids? Be careful what you ask for. That's right. Being being successful is great, but how successful do you have to be to be happy? Um, What's your number? What number are you yeah. good at? Where yeah. are you comfortable with? And don't get me wrong. If someone comes up with a big fat checkbook and says, hey, I want to buy Butcher Barbecue, and they quote off a number, man, I'm going to tell you what. I got a number. 
<laughs> listen, listen, I got one too. So when you get them, send them my way. I'll walk away. Um, if anyone's listening. I, if any, well, let's just go ahead and throw it out there. You open the door. Texas pepper jelly has been for sale since day two. Day one, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Day two, I knew I wanted to sell it. Um, <laughs> I love it. I'm, yep. I'm going to be, I'm going to be 60 years old here in a couple of months. Not that anybody cares. I don't want to do this when I'm 80. Yeah. Uh, I never, I never have. I'm like a lot of Americans. I'm sure you dream of retiring one day and, and kicking back and enjoying the grandkids or whatever else comes along. I'm the same way. So yes, if, if somebody ever approached me with the, with the right checkbook, I've got a number as well. Yep. And, um, I think I've built something. I, I know you have, and I think I'm I'm close to the same thing. Uh, we have something that has value. Yeah. We have something that is established. Maybe there are people who like to, to start with something established. They don't they don't want to start at the at the bottom like we did. Yeah. I'll be fifty four tomorrow. Okay. Seriously? Yeah. I'll be fifty four tomorrow. Yes, sir. Man, I didn't ever know I was going to a young whippersnapper asking for advice. <laughs> well, I appreciate your you, you getting the, the the young whippersnapper's thoughts because <laughs> I'm sure they were. They, you could you do one of two things with them, and and I don't know what the other one would be. But when yeah. I started in the world of of thinking this way, I started in my very first meat market when I was 15 years old. My short term goal. I said to myself, I want to be a meat manager by the time I'm 21. That's what I said. I mean, that's a lot. It really was to be running your own or the meat market at 21 years old. I did sure. it when I was 22. And then I set another goal for myself. I said to myself, by the time I'm 40, I do not want to be standing behind a set of butcher blocks. I, I changed my, my thought process. I said, I don't want to be these 65 year old guys that I'm hiring that can't hardly hold a knife anymore because their hands are full of arthritis picking up uh, me. You know what I'm saying? I seen Absolutely. where I wanted to go Absolutely. and I thought real quick, I don't want to be that person, you know? And it's crazy around 40. I was, I realized I had some life altering things happen to me physically, um, surgeries and, uh, back operation, stuff like that. And it had to change. This business has allowed me to contribute in life, to continue to fulfill my family's obligations and to grow. And now I've got what I'm calling my retirement. If I sell it or if it just keeps selling product, I've got something that will give me money down the road and not have to be standing in a 38 degree cutting room cutting meat you know sometimes i think you're in my head you repeat some of the same same things i'm saying while i never had to stand behind the butcher block or trim the meat i i don't know you may have known what you wanted to do and if so you're a blessed soul uh i'm just to be 60 and i still don't know what i want to be when i grow up I, I really admire those people that, that knew from a young age that they wanted to be a rocket scientist or a lawyer or a doctor. I just never really knew. And like so many American people around the world, you, you just you work because you don't have a choice. 
You work because you want to put a roof over your head. You work because you need to, to put the kids in school, buy shoes, clothes. Work was a necessity. And, and I did. I worked for uh, the company I worked for for 25 years. I'm, I'm very proud of this when I say it. Eight years ago, I walked off of a 25-year job to do Texas Pepper Jelly full-time. That is awesome. And it has, it has been the most rewarding experience, uh, but I don't want to do it the rest of my life. I'm like you. It's, it's a retirement. Uh, if I own it, fine. It brings in money. That's great. And if I end up selling it, that's great, too. But I, I, don't, I, I don't want to be doing the same thing uh, for the rest of my life. And I, and I, I, feel, I feel you're the same way. I never looked for another job. I'm going to be honest. Um, I loved cutting meat. I, I adored the, the, uh, uh, chatting with the customers in front of the counter, ex- educating them and talking with them about cuts of meat. I just like cutting meat. Um, every aspect from cleaning up, a, a an old grungy bandsaw all the way down to scraping the cooler floor. I like the meat business. I like cutting meat. Cool. I liked, I never looked for another job. I didn't want to go deliver bread or be an intern at a doctor's office. I I never wanted another job. I like what I had when this barbecue business come along. I did both. I I had my meat processing plant. We did this, um, went hand in hand for several years. And when I decided to hang up my knives and I literally took my scabbard off, hung them on a hook because it was the last beef in my cooler that that was hard for me and i want to tell you what this this business here is as fulfilling as that was but let me tell you i can walk away from this one a lot easier than i did that one sure sure what's what's fulfilling for me is the fact that it's mine i was in the hvac business air conditioning uh appliance business and I, I never wanted to be there. It was a job. I was out of a job. They offered me a job. I went to work. I stayed. I didn't shop around. I didn't look. Uh, but when I did make the decision to, to leave, it was for my own self. Guys, anybody out there that's got a startup business, if you can achieve that, I don't care what they tell you. You've arrived, whether you're making 100000 a year or $10 million a year. Yeah. All right, Craig. I, I, don't, re- I don't regret it. Uh I'm sure we went way over your time a lot. I don't have a time limit, but there's always something at the end of my podcast. Um, We've got a lot of injector needles out back here. I have injected you with a butcher barbecue truth serum. So I'm going to have to ask you a question. Yeah. So these, these are, I've got some, some easy ones picked out for you. All right. Nothing like um, the definition of E equals MC squared or anything like that. Let, let's right, just let's start. Okay, let's just start with this. What's your favorite type of a movie? You like a scary movie, an action, a drama? What is it? I like action, action drama. Okay. What was the last movie you seen in a theater? Oh, uh, I couldn't tell you. It's been that long since I went to a theater. Okay. Okay, uh, as long I, as I'm you... sorry. I love you hit a, you hit a topic I absolutely adore and love is movies, and I've got a lot of good ones. But I honestly am sitting here going, "How long has it been since I was in a movie theater?" It's been <laughs> it's been ten years. It feels like. All right, someone asked me that, and I said, "Long Ranger." 
And they said, what? I what? said, yeah, that one that was come out just a couple years ago. And they said, ah. that's been like seven, eight years ago. Well, okay, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I don't feel so bad now. No. Okay, if you had to compare yourself to a fictional character, who would it be? <laughs> Think about it. You know, I've never, you I, I am. I, I am. I've never, I, I've never thought of these things before. Uh, okay, I'll make you laugh. The, the first one that come to my mind, it's still sitting there. The Hulk. Oh, okay. Not because I, not because I'm big and green and strong by any means. It's just the fact that when something hits me, I can go bounding off like he does on on comic books or in the movies, half cocked, ready to tackle the world and anybody that stands in his way. So that's I, I don't let things bother me, and and I tend to I tend to. I hope you get the analogy here. I, yep. I just tend to yep. go off and, and and take care of whatever needs to be done. I was letting you go off on the your limb there. That way, I, I was hoping you'd say something kind of embarrassing, but you, you kind of kept from it, so it didn't do me any good. Now, we're getting low on truth serum, so i got time for one more. Uh, now, right. for the most important part of the theater, are you a plain or a peanut M&M guy? M&M. Right. Oh, peanut, 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 okay. peanut M&M, yeah. Butter peanut M&M. or plain popcorn? Butter. Almond Joy or a Mounds guy? The dark chocolate one, Mounds. Mounds, yeah. Well, Craig, I love the dark chocolate. Okay. It's funny, we were just talking about that this weekend. That's what made me think of those. Well, Craig, I, I've ran out of questions and thoughts. Tell everyone out there where they can follow and stay up with you. This is this is that marketing team that's now going to say, Craig, yeah. you need to be doing this. Yeah, follow, follow me on Facebook. I would really encourage you to follow Texas Pepper Jelly on Facebook. I have my own page, Craig Sherry, uh, but Texas Pepper Jelly is where I'm trying to drive people, and that's where we're going to be making announcements. Uh, Instagram. You know, if you get really curious and you want to know something and you're not sure what to do or who to ask, pick up the phone and call me. Yeah, the website, texaspepperjelly.com. That's always good information. But, uh, you know, so many people don't ever ask. And, and pick up the phone and ask. Send an email. We're, on, we're at sales at texaspepperjelly.com. I try, I'm the only employee, so I, I handle everything. I'll get to it. It may take me a day or two, but I'll get to it and answer your question. It's the best way to follow us. Can I give you a sneak preview real quick of something? Oh, uh, hold on. Drum roll. Drum roll. It's not that big a deal. Oh, uh, I think in the next few weeks you will see uh, anybody who is out there paying attention, you'll see it on social media, on, on definitely on the Texas Pepper Jelly page. We're going to put an application up. I'm going to attempt a brand ambassador program. Okay. Uh, I don't. I, I hesitate to call it a sponsorship, um, but I, I'm leaning toward brand ambassador. There'll be there'll be multi levels. This is going to be designed to to target people and do things for people that do things for Texas Pepper Jelly. So yes, we're going to okay, be say that again. For, You're going to target people. I want to target people and be willing to do things for people such as offer big discounts, uh, paraphernalia, uh, heads up on new products, whatever we come up with. 
in return, though, they're going to have to do for us. Gotcha. Okay. Meaning, meaning they're going to have to post for us and talk our products up. Basically, we're going to be looking for people that have a social media presence. Now, right, obviously, so, yep. Obviously, there'll be cooks on there as well. But I'm saying it out loud in case anybody's listening and gets their feeling hurt. He didn't pick me, and I'm a great cook. It ain't all about being a cook. It's about being an ambassador for the product. There you go. So if y'all have got interest in that, go to Facebook, look Texas Pepper Jelly, like the page, follow it. And when that comes out and about, you'll be notified that the door's open. Yes, correct. Cool. That sounds good. Craig, I really appreciate the phone call. This is exactly what I wanted and what I hoped for. Um, any, any, any parting words? Yeah, let's do it again sometime. I like that. I don't care if people listen or not. I just, you know, obviously we want people to listen. I didn't mean it to sound that way. I just enjoy talking about our products, other people's products. Uh, I've been sitting here thinking the whole time, I don't want to do a podcast, but if I ever do, I'm calling you first so we can do this backward. I want to ask you some questions. You know what? We need to do a roundtable. We need to do a, a, a small business owner's roundtable and get three or four of us on here and maybe cover certain subjects. You know, I'm going to throw something at you since you're going to be the brains of the outfit. <laughs> I would love to do that. I would love to do that with a, with a video of some kind. Oh, I got gotcha. you. If, if that means, if that means I got to come to Oklahoma, then so be it. Can you imagine three or four of us, various backgrounds, various products, sitting around having a round table for 45 minutes or an hour of what I think could actually maybe help some people? That's it. That's it in a nutshell. That's the reason we do this podcast is to help people. If it's if they're if the folks are at the level of just getting started man, let me show you some easy things where you don't make the same mistakes. If you're a level halfway through, man, you already understand the elementaries, but you just need to know something else. And if you're ahead of where we're at, man, give us a call. We'd love to have you on as a guest and you can teach us. That's what this whole podcast is about. That would, a round table would be absolutely wonderful. Okay. So that's my, that's my challenge to you. Make it happen, boss. All right, what are you doing tomorrow night at, no. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. (laughs) Greg, I love it. I love it. Sounds good to me. David, I appreciate everything that Butchers has ever done for Texas Pepper Jelly, and you're a hell of a friend. Thank you very much. Greg, thank you, and I appreciate the kind words. Everybody, listen to what this guy next has to say, and you better follow it. Smash that subscribe button and be ready for Butchers' next podcast.